0: The bye week with a big win over the New Jersey Devils. The score was 5-3 at the end. Um, We had goals from, you know, like everyone. Um, And it was nice to see the Flyers not lose after the bye week. Um, It was especially good to see the Flyers not lose on a day where the Eagles didn't lose. Um, so it was a good, it was a good Philly sports day. Um, I, I'm, I'm running a couple minutes behind because, um, my dad called and I had to talk to my dad. Um, but anyway, go Flyers. Um, it was not a boring game, which traditionally Flyers Devils games are, um, it wasn't, I'm seeing a lot of people in the comments saying that it's always nice to see the Devils lose. Don't like the Devils. <laughs> I completely agree. So the Devils, in my opinion, are the the worst rival that the Flyers have. Where the, the Devils just... Oh, God. The Devils ruined my childhood. So screw you guys. And any time that the Flyers can win over them... I feel really good about it. Um, this is a Devils team that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what they are. I don't think they're quite sure what they are, but they're not bad. You know, they're, they're very firmly in playoff position right now as it stands as we speak tonight. Um, the Flyers are one point outside the, the wild card, and, and they've got just one point between both the Penguins and I believe it's Columbus. Um, no, the the Penguins and the Rangers. They're just one point behind both of them, uh, but they've got two games in hand on the Penguins. So right now, this second, it's uh, it's looking like the playoffs might be possible. I I don't. I, I don't know what to think about this team. I mean, the Eagles just won with Nick Foles. And that's that's the, the I don't know if you can see this, the jersey that I'm wearing. I'm wearing a Nick Foles. So, like, there's a really decent chance that maybe Philadelphia sports this year aren't going to be completely horrific. So, jumping into this game, they took a lot of really bad and stupid penalties. And there were a lot of penalties. I believe there were seven. Like, I, I like, that's, you need to tighten that up. Coming off the bye week, I expected them to be slow. I expected them to be sloppy. They were neither of these things. So that is super refreshing to see. Um, Brian's asking, do we win back the rights to Sarah Baker? No, we didn't. You're stuck with me. Sorry. (laughs) Um, It was a sloppy game in terms of penalties, but it wasn't a sloppy game in terms of effort. And that was nice to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you mention the word couch in here, you're going to get banned. So, <laughs> like, don't even joke about it because I will ban you very quickly. Um, we had Travis Sandheim back in the lineup. Unfortunately, it was for Shane Gossesbear, who is ill, uh, which sucks. Like, it sucks that Travis Sandheim has to be back in the lineup. Because of an illness to Shane bear, as opposed to recognizing that he is the better talent over a couple of the defensemen that they have now. But that's where we are. Um, Chris is saying the Flyers' penalty kill strategy should be to don't take penalties. I mean, yeah. (laughs) But they they did okay tonight. They did okay. Um... Ray wants to know, will Coots have another multi-goal game Tuesday? We'll see. He is on fire, and that's amazing to see. Um, the Rangers, eh, they're not so good this year. So the problem is, is that Lundquist is still good. Um, he There was a little bit where you know, he was a little bit off of his game, but he's back to form, and and they're still going to be a scary team. Um, Randy wants to know how the heck Coots is not an all-star <sighs> dude me too um, I I don't have a good answer for that I also I don't hate it like I, I'm okay I think I, I've got a complicated relationship with all-star games whereas I used to love them when they were fun and now they're not fun anymore and if the guys don't make it That's okay. That's a couple days of rest they're going to get. Brandon is saying TK scored on a breakaway. Not only did he score on a breakaway, but he scored in his own rebound. And that was amazing. Um, (laughs) Michael, who thought it was a good idea to play Amac and Manning on the same pairing? What? What? I don't even... Who thought that that was a good idea? Did anybody really look at this lineup and be like, you know what? You know whose skill sets complement each other? These two bad, immobile defensemen. <laughs> Dave Hapstall. Um, But Travis Konechny. Travis Konechny had another really, really strong game. Um, if I don't know if you guys read Maddie's feature during the bye week, but she did a feature article on Travis Konechny breaking down his scoring chances, breaking down his breakaways, breaking down every single thing that he's done this season. Um, it's amazing. Read it. It's on our site. Um, as she said he needs to get in close and start scoring on some of those chances. And not saying that he read it, but I'm also not, not saying that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Danton, what do you think about deno taking a full slap shot to the ear from Chara? Holy hell, that was terrifying. So I have uh, deno on one of my fantasy teams, which is like not at all relevant, but I, I keep track of him. Like I know who he is and I know he's having a good season. And like a Chara slap shot is like a step down from taking a bullet to the head. Like that was horrible horrifying. The The last update that I saw is that he's conscious and he's got full mobilities. He's in the hospital. So like, that's awesome. But holy hell, that's terrifying. This game is scary at all times. Um, let's see. TK is like a spider monkey. I love it. Um, Alex, I hope they beat the Caps next Sunday. I'll be at the game. I hope they beat the Caps next Sunday too. I was considering going to that game. I went to the one of the games last year when they were in Washington. It's a really cool arena down there. If anybody hasn't been and gets the chance to go, it's 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 really cool. It's in the middle of the city. It like slaps you in the face, but it's it's really cool. Um, we're talking about the PK um, for David. The kill must be fixed. It's an even more glaring problem than the amac contract you're totally right i don't i don't understand how how lappy is still here i don't know how that's a thing when the pk has just been a, a nightmare for years I, I don't know um from david manning apologies of mr earlier thoughts on sandheim's game i i thought it was solid you know he's he's an nhl defenseman he deserves to be in the lineup, I, I I, I, don't know why they're scratching him, and the fact that he played tonight just kind of proves that he's feeling okay, so maybe play him. Maybe play him. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Ray, tonight Patrick's season went from good from not good to bad. He took he took some bad penalties. But the good news is that after he was stapled to the bench for most of the second, he came out with with a handful of really strong shifts. Like I said to Dan Rice, who joined me for checking out the competition, that we're I mean, this is the year that Nico Heisher is having the stronger season than Nolan Patrick. Next year we'll see. I mean Nolan was not was not a good it was not a good showing tonight Nolan Patrick. It was not a good showing, but hopefully hopefully he'll get better soon. Um he he's doing his best. Um yeah, I don't have much else to say about Nolan Patrick where he's doing his best. Um Ben, give me some Raffle on the PK. I totally agree. Like, the dude belongs on the PK. I, I don't know why it, for five years he's only been, it's been limited shifts on the PK. And the only thing that we've been able to to really decide on as, as a collective group is that his it's his awkward shot-blocking style where he kind of turns his body and, and it exposes the back of his leg. And then, I mean, we all know that Raffle will go out with broken bones pretty reliably every season, every other season. So maybe they're just trying to protect him from himself. But that's just, it's dumb. He does belong on the PK. I don't know why they're not putting him there. Uh, let's see. Oh, we've got Sweden in the house. Thank you. Um, right no, I Ray is saying, I'm not saying he's bad. We're talking Nolan Patrick. I just think his season has been bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, next year, next year we'll see. His season, it's not been great. I will still defend him until I die. Or I hate him, but I don't see the latter happening anytime soon. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm wearing a Nolan Patrick T shirt underneath my Nick Foles jersey, but both teams won while I was wearing my Nick Foles jersey, so I'm just not... I'm not going to change up the juju. Like, we're keeping everything as is. If, if things started to go downhill for the Flyers, it was going to come off, but everything is staying as is because it worked out really well. <laughs> um, we're... All right, we're talking... Um... Sarah Haxtall putting TK on line one is a genius move. Give him credit. Um, so here's the thing with that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a genius move. It was smart, but I wouldn't say it was a genius move. Like it, He's an offensively gifted player and will benefit from playing with other offensively, offensively gifted players. So the way that Hackstall tends to manage his lines is he just kind of, it seems, it seems, throws the spaghetti at the wall and sees what sticks. And, and connect me has worked out really well with Couturier and Giroux. So it's stuck for a little while. As soon as it stops working, he'll be gone and they'll and have another winger there, but it's worked because he is a strong offensive player. Um, and yes, Hackstall did that. Hackstall also is the one that was responsible for moving Couturier up to one C putting Giroux on the wing. He gets credit there. Like that was not a thing that we really expected to see this season. He did it and it worked. So I'll, I'll give Hackstall credit there. He, he did that and it's, it's worked out. Um, Giroux is having a career season just turning 30 years old. Nobody saw this coming. We expected a strong season from him, but not this. This is more than I think anybody anticipated. So, yes, I'll give credit where credit is due. And that's that was Dave Haxtell that did that. Um, ben, the team really only needs a 2C and they need Manning and Amac out of the lineup. Agreed. <laughs> Um, it's, it's possible. I've seen, I've seen a lot of theories that they're going to move Lawton up to 2C. And I don't think that they're going to do that for a couple reasons. So the first is they spent the entire last, last year, the, the 2016, 17 season, beating into him in Lehigh Valley that he is not going to be an offensive player, that he is going to have a less, a lesser role, a less offensive role, and he's going to have to work on his defense. And I don't see this management staff, you know, eating their hats and saying, you know what, we were wrong. You're going to be an offensive player. We're going to put you there. I, I don't see them doing that. That being said, he's kind of producing like one, um, at, at least in terms of points. Maybe not in goals and not in ice time, but he's doing what needs to be done. Um, their, their middle six is a mess. Like, they do need to figure that out, and they need to not, not re-sign Filippola. And I'm, I'm terrified that they're going to. Um <laughs> I really need them to not do that. But in terms of uh, other two C's, you've got to really, really hope that Patrick takes a step forward next year. Okay. (laughs) Brian, what was going through your head when the Falcons were fourth and goal? Um, I I was very loud. I was screaming a lot, and Missy the dog, was bringing me her toys because she she thought that I needed comforting. It was cute. Uh, David, Frost make the team next year. I don't think so. I don't think he will. Um, I don't know how old he is, but I can't imagine that he turns... Maybe he does Mm he's not going to turn 20 next year. So I, I would assume another year in juniors for him because he can't make the AHL jump. I don't, I'm going to check that right now because I don't know for sure. Um, uh, I'm checking and if somebody else can check on Morgan Frost, his age and eligibility. That's all I'm looking at. Oh, so as I'm looking this up, I don't know why. it's it's Elite prospects is usually the first thing that comes up on my Google search, and it's not this time. Yeah, he's only 18. He'll be 19 in May, so he's still too young for the AHL. He'll probably be back in juniors next year because not that he doesn't deserve it. I mean, he's having a killer season, but Hacksaw likes to take his time. I'm trying to say Ron Hextall. Hextall likes to take his time and, and leave them in juniors, leave them to develop and, and let them overcook a little bit. And I, I don't see him, I, I don't see it. Now, that being said, I didn't think that Provorov and Konechny would make the team when they did. So there's always a chance that there's, there's a surprise during training camp. When I, when I went to rookie camp, when I went to training camp, Morgan Frost definitely stood out. I mean, he's, he's a big kid. He's got a killer shot. Uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen next season during those two, those two camps over the summer. It will be really, It's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to have a spot open for him, but Hextall likes to keep them down. We'll see. Um... So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit behind in the comments. So, it was. I'm just getting to people were commenting on how. Um, <laughs> I was going to take off my, my Nick Foles jersey. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sam, when Ghost is back, do you think Sandheim stays? Realistically, they seem to like Manning better, but he clearly outplayed Manning tonight. So realistically no I, I just realistically I don't see them scratching Brandon Manning and I don't I don't know why other than this veteran presence thing that they're obsessed with I I, I don't know why it doesn't make sense to me I think that it's hurting our kids I, I don't I don't know why they're doing that. Our kids being Sandheim. So no, his development is not going to be stunted by 10, 12, whatever games in the press box. But you need to play him. He's only going to get better by playing NHL hockey. You need to play him. And, and that isn't happening right now. So I don't know what they're going to do when Ghost comes back. Logically, logically, it would be to scratch Manning and put Sanheim back in the lineup. Who knows if that happens? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, Brian, do you think coots will finish with 50 or more goals this season? That's a good question. I don't... I'm going to be conservative and say no, because the only thing that happens if I'm wrong is that Coots has 50-plus goals, and... I'll take that trade off any day. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think fifty plus points, yes. Fifty plus goals, I don't think so. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Patrick, did anyone else get heart murmurs when they saw Manning and Amac together tonight? So in the lineup. When the lineup came out this morning, the, the words that I said to the rest of Broad Street Hockey were, I've been waiting my whole life for this pairing that could not be furthest from the truth. I don't think there's anything I wanted less than to see those two guys together. Uh, David is coming out with some, some fire lineups. Patrick will be 2C next year. Raffle, Patrick, Jake. I'd love to see that. I need to see that line for an extended period of time. I need to. Um, Let's see. Hextall, Hextall, Death. This is from Chris. Hextall, 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 Death moves are killing the G.J. Coots Ghost Proby Elite Seasons. I think the Couturier is having an Elite Season. I think the Giroux is too. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know about the other three. I mean, they're all having strong seasons, but I mean, you're always going to have me on your side when you say that some of the moves that the management team is making um, is is killing some of the the growth of the older players. You're you're going to have me on your side for that. Um, from Evan, Rupsov and Vorobyov are much more likely to make the team at center over Frost, and they're both unlikely. You know Vorobyov, maybe it, it's possible. Um, but he's he's injured right now, but he's having a strong season in Lehigh Valley, and he's another one that had a really strong training camp. So it's possible. It, I don't know. I don't know what line they would put him on, but it's it's always possible that virobiov will be up next year. Rupsov. He's an interesting case. Um, he can't quite find his footing. And that, I don't really think, is any fault of his own. He's been, he's been moved around a lot. He's He's been shuffling between... I mean, last year we all know he came over from Russia. And he's had two, two juniors teams now. I don't really think that it's his fault. So I think that he needs some stability. Let's bring him to the AHL next year and see what he can do with some consistency with with the pro staff. I think that that'll be really, really good for him. I, I don't think that, I don't think that Rubsov will make the team, will make the Flyers next year. Um, but I am, I am really excited about him and his skill set. Again, I'll go back to training camp. So he was one of the only, Centers that was able to strip Myers of the puck, and I keep going back to this one play because it it made a big impression on me. Where he's a smaller dude, you know. Phil Myers is huge, and is very strong in the puck, and, and Rubsov was having no trouble just just taking the puck right off him. So it, it was in it was in the three on three battles. Um, I like him a lot, so we'll see. See Morgan Frost Henrik. Do you think Haig can be a stable second line defenseman? Yeah, I, I do think he can. Um, I think that I, I'm apparently one of the only people who really likes Robert, Robert Haig in his game because I think that you need. You need a skill set like him where he's just going to be – he's going to be a complimentary piece. He's going to be a complimentary piece to whoever you put him with. He's never going to be a superstar. He's just going to compliment the other guy. So whatever weaknesses, whatever deficiencies you have on your pairing, he's going to make up for that. And I think, you know, looking at the advanced stats, and I've I've taken Charlie to task on this once or twice – where the advanced stats are looking at the puck movers, it's looking at the scores, it's looking at the guys who have the pucks on their sticks. And yes, that is a really, really important part of defense because if you have the puck, that means the other team doesn't. And that's important. But at some point, the other team is going to have the puck and you need to, you need to be able to react and you need to be able to defend against that, right? So I, I, there aren't really... Any stats that measure that, measure what you are doing when the other team has the puck, because it's, I mean, how do you how do you measure that? I don't know. I, and I, I I am intelligent enough to say that I'm not smart enough to tell you that. Like I don't know. But if if it was measurable, he would be in that in that group. So I think I think that Robert Haig will be a solid defenseman. He'll never be a star. Maybe, maybe like if we're ranking them one through six, maybe he'll be a four, maybe he'll be a five, but I, I think that he'll be fine. He's definitely an NHL defenseman. Like at, at the end of the day, Robert Haig is an NHL defenseman. Um, all right, so Quinn is talking about the uh, Ron Hextall's aversion to the nine game tryout. I don't really have an opinion on that. Um, give kids a shot, if not send them down. The extra time at the big club only helps players. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but he's so conservative when it comes to his player development that... Um, oh, sorry, he's, he's so conservative with his... Um, with his player development that I don't know... Like, let's say someone comes up for nine games and kills it. Yes, obviously that's good for the team, but he probably hasn't game plan for that. So I think Ron Hextall's a big picture guy. Um, Robert wants to know if I have a clue and that I don't understand what I'm talking about. So that's good. Um... So Brett, over the past two seasons, the Flyers have had an 18-year-old and two 19-year-olds. It seems a bit unfair to say that Hextall, Hextall are over them. I know Sandheim is a big sticking point for you, but I think if Frost comes into camp next year and shows the goods, then he will make the team. See, I really don't. I don't think that he will. Um, Sandheim is a sticking point for me, um, and so is the Dale Weiss contract. When Dale Weiss was signed, it was for four years. No other team was willing to give him four years. The Philadelphia Flyers did, which means that they thought he had a spot on this team, even if it was in a depth role in the fourth line for four years. That's a spot that one of the kids could have had. We could have had Taylor Lear up. We could have had a Scott Lawton. I don't think that he would have been the same player if he was in the NHL as opposed to the AHL last year. But... um, I don't think that I don't think that there's gonna be much that Morgan Frost can do to beat out one of the guys that they've decided needs to make this team. <sighs> now ben- Benjamin is now taunting me by saying the germ. I have a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> um so Michael is bringing up Isaac Ratcliffe, thirty-five points, twenty-one goals, fourteen assists in forty games this season. Um, Robert's a little bit of an asshole, guys. I don't know. I don't know if you're seeing this, but he's a little bit of an asshole. Um, so anyway, Isaac Ratcliffe. He's a good prospect. He's another big boy. He's got a lot of size on him. Uh, Hasn't quite figured out how to play with the size. Yes, he's excelling uh, 35 points in 40 games. It's good. Um, But from what I hear, I haven't watched any of his games yet this season. Um, I've heard it's a little bit rough. So he's going to need a little bit more time as well. Um So, Robert is an asshole, and let's just keep moving. Um, Jeffrey is asking if Gudis has gotten a penalty since coming off suspension. I don't have that answer. I don't have it up in front of me, but that's a good question. I don't know. Um, Benjamin, any word on injury update for Stolarz, the Golarz? Uh, I don't... I don't, um, other than he was supposed to come back sometime I, January, February, and I haven't heard anything. So he's not skating yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Stoli. Uh, from Corey, are we finally seeing a change in minds in the coaching staff that they didn't immediately strap a to Provy when Ghost got sick? That was <laughs> that was one of the first things that I thought when I saw the, the AMAC-Manning um, pairing was, was that he wasn't immediately thrown on the first pairing with Provorov. I don't think that it's necessarily a change in their philosophy. I just think that they believe that Brandon Manning is good, and I think that even more than that is that they believe that Robert Hay could be a first-pairing defenseman, and I don't necessarily think that he is, but it's better than Amac being up there. Uh, ooh, this is a nice hypothetical from Ray. Um, Flyers will have $14 million in cap space coming off this season, per Alex Appleyard. You should follow him if you don't on Twitter. He's really good. Writes for Charlie at The Athletic. Um, lives in England. His accent is delightful. Um, you can get Tavares or Carlson. Who do you sign? That's a great question. Um, so I am on record as having a lot of opinions. If you can get Eric Carlson, you do everything in your power to get Eric Carlson. John Tavares is another one of those guys who, you know, he is a very, very, very strong Offensive player, who? Oh God! You can only have one, Tavares or Carlson. I think that my answer. I think that my answer is still Carlson. I don't know. So my, my, I'm leaning Carlson because I think that Carlson is the best defenseman in the game, like hands down. I think he is the best defenseman in the game. That being said, John Tavares will probably be responsible for more wins. Directly responsible for more wins than Eric Carlson. Although Eric Carlson himself would also be responsible for some wins. Like, you're immediately a playoff team once you insert Eric Carlson into your lineup. I... could you, could you imagine a center core of Sean Couturier, John Tavares, Nolan Patrick, and I mean, let's say Scott Lawton. I want that, or a pairing of Ivan Provorov and Eric Carlson with Shane Gossisbear and Travis Sanheim, and. Robert Haig and Phil Myers. I mean, <laughs> I'll take either of those. <laughs> uh, so the answer is yes. Who do you sign? Yes. Let's get both of them. Let's just let's just do it. Let's do it all. Um, Joey Pirogies wants to talk about Teak's gold tonight. Very true to Joe. Pergola form. You're 20 minutes late. We already did that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. We call we call Joe Joe Fish. He's one of our Broad Street Hockey writers. He manages our Twitter account, and he's always just like just behind the news. So that's it's really funny that you asked that because literally we talked about it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, Joel. Yes. Nick, Nick Foles, Nick Foles. He's our baby. Um, let's see. Patrick, do you think that this front office has a problem evaluating NHL ready talent? I do. I absolutely do. Um, not only NHL ready, but also existing NHL talent. I absolutely do. Give me a second. Uh, Jason, I think Neuvert should be traded at the deadline. Bring up Hart, let him get some NHL games and continue to be Elliot's backup next year. So Carter Hart can't be called up. Um, once you go back to juniors, it's only on an emergency basis. And well, some people may think that Brian Elliott starting 60 out of 82 games is an emergency. Like I kind of do. Um, the NHL does not. So Carter Hart can't come up until the end of his season in Everett. Um, but it's time. It, it's time um, for the Carter Hart era. Like, I'm ready for this next year. It is absolutely time to trade Neuvert for whoever will take him. But then who's the backup, right? So you're going to bring up Alex Lyon from Lehigh Valley. That went really well the last time he was called up and he didn't play at all. So I don't think that they trust him at all. I don't know what their answer is, but it's clearly not Neuvert. They've got, for whatever reason, Dave Hackstall has a problem with Michael Neuvert, which should have been explored before they extended him. So... Yes, they should. But then, what do you do? Uh, if they want to bring in a cheap rental just for a year, that'd be good. I think that there is an above-average chance that we see Carter Hart next year. It'll be—he'll go pro regardless. I just don't know if it'll be in Philly or Lehigh Valley. Okay. Oh, and Kevin, Kevin is here answering what it, what it is about hearts. All right, so I'm really behind. Uh, let's see. <laughs> All right, Brian. The Eagles win the Super Bowl this year in exchange. Hackett's a three-year contract extension. Do you do the deal? <sighs> um... My So my gut says no. My gut says no. Because the Flyers are the more important franchise to me. So giving Hackstall a three-year contract extension, to me, means you're, you're taking them three years out of contention. But... So Kurt had an article this morning about evaluating the front office that the men in suits and and I pretty correctly assess that a lot of the issues that we have with Hackstall are from last season. Now while I don't disagree there are there are some continuing problems this season and I think that some of the problems that we saw from last season are just inexcusable. So there's there's a lot of flashing on my TV which is why the background looks like that. It's Eagles post game live. Um, I don't think that I do. I would need to do a lot more thinking than just like these this minute. Um, Benjamin, why is LaTera still on the ice? Hoping he somehow gets hot and can trade him. I, I don't know. I have no idea other than Size. And I, I refuse to believe that it has anything to do with not wanting to change the winning lineup because they did that to get Goldborn playing. So I don't know. I don't know why Laterra is playing. Like it's pretty obvious that he no longer can. Um, it's pretty obvious that the coaching staff doesn't really believe that he can. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Oh, we're talking Tavares. Tavares and and Carlson. Oh, man. Um, So Joel is asking a question that I don't... (sighs) I don't know how to answer half a season in, right? So the question is, if you don't trust talent judgment, then who should be up on the big team right now instead of whom? So I think if I think if we go back to the beginning of the season, oh, I, I'm now reading ahead because Joe made an excellent point. You can fire him even though he has the contract. So if the Eagles win the Super Bowl and we extend – Dave Haxtall's contract for three more years. That's really, really. Oh, God, Joe, good point. God damn, that's a good point. Um, so, yes, I will take an Eagles Super Bowl for three more years of a contract for Dave Haxtall that we can terminate at any point. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Um, so, back to Joel's question if you don't trust the talent judgment, then who should be up on the big team right now instead of whom? So let's go back to the beginning of the season, right? So in in the place of Dale Weiss and Yori Letera, I would have Oscar Lindblom and probably Mike Vecchioni. Um in terms of defensemen, I would have Travis Sandheim playing as opposed to not. I would have Brandon Manning sitting i would have andrew mcdonald waived back down to lehigh valley um yeah those numbers make sense there there are forwards that i think should be with the team i think that there were there were better options than what were given i i don't even coming out of Camp, I didn't even think that Taylor Lear was going to make the team because I felt that there were better options. He's obviously an NHL forward, but there were very few and limited spaces. Okay. Chris, my issues with Hack go back to the Untouchables line. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, which was the better, which win was better, Flyers or Eagles? Um, I'd say, I mean, the, the Eagles. It was it was a playoff game. The Flyers was a, a, a regular season game against the Devils. The Flyers had a more a more decisive win, um, higher scoring, much more excitement. But the Eagles mattered more. Um, we're, we're making friends up here. People are going to Everett Silvertips games and that, that is awesome. (laughs) Benjamin is reminding me that I hate Mike (laughs) Pecchione and many rants about him before the season started. And you're completely right. You're absolutely right. That had more to do with last season, um, and the, and the contract where we were told that he agreed to the contract only if he was in the NHL at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Now, I just thought he was some guy. Just some guy. And he still might be. He still might be some guy. But he's having a strong season in the AHL, so at least he's some guy that can score goals. If he's on a fourth line, a third line, that's perfectly fine by me. If he's playing before your Latera and Del Weiss, that's even better for me. Like, I would do just about anything to get those two off my team. Um... Henrik, I became a Flyers fan because of Pelle. I have not had many great goalies, but who is your goalie of all time? I mean, you've got, you've got to say Bernie, right? You're, I, that's my my go-to. Uh, my my Flyers goalie of the future is Carter Hart, but Felix Sandstrom is making some noise. Um, he was injured for a little bit. He's come back and is playing at the Swedish minor league right now. Um Hmm, sorry, the comments. I get distracted while I'm mid-answer because I want to be prepared for the next one as it's coming in. Um, Felix Sandstrom, I'm ready for him to come over. He was one of, he was probably the reason I was most irritated at the Neuvert extension because of the chain reaction as to why he, he couldn't come over. He couldn't come over to North America because they extended Neuvert, which meant Lion stolars were still going to be in Lehigh Valley. And every, everything just stayed as is. I really want to see Sandstrom over in, in the United States. Uh, Steven, Steph, how easy is it, is it to get tickets to see the Flyers play? I live in Vancouver and want to come to Philly to watch the team play. It's pretty easy. Um, whether you go through the ticket office or StubHub, it's pretty easy to get tickets. Um, they're not really inexpensive but they're not super expensive you probably pay depending on the game depending on the day of the week and and the competition um between 30 and like 130 and also where you're sitting they're not super expensive but they're not really cheap uh Corey, do you think any flyers get moved at the deadline? And then he names three: Philpola Manning, Laterra. I don't think so. I don't, and that's not saying that I don't think that they should. I absolutely think that they should move some some dead weight. Um, but I don't. I just don't see Ron Hextall making a lot of moves this year. I don't think so. Um All right. So Brian wants to know: Is it a good sign that the team played very well after the bye week? Am I being too optimistic? I think it's a really good sign. I think it's a really good sign that I was unprepared for. Uh, So they 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 played like they had not taken a week off, and this is a team that you can't really count on to do that. So I personally think it's a great sign. And we'll see. We'll see what we get from them next week. Whether they come out flat against the Rangers on Tuesday, who knows. But I, I think that it's a really good sign that they they had some fight tonight. Um, Thomas. Patrick looks so tentative most of the time. That being said, if you have him and Sandheim on the team, they have to play. But he should be on the fourth line. Lawton has earned more ice time. Put him with Simmer. Now, I don't, inherently, I don't disagree. I don't know whether, so, this is, this is where the team kind of confuses me. So, they're not going to put Nolan Patrick on the fourth line because they still have the fourth line grinder mentality. But, that's not the fourth line that they've constructed. So, they'll tell you that he's not a fourth line player while also playing him the fewest minutes a night. So, I don't disagree. They do need to be playing. But, I, again, will do anything to keep Nolan Patrick away from Yuri Latera. I will do anything to keep him away from Dale Weiss. So, whatever it takes to do that, like, let's put him there because... I need that to not be a thing. Okay. Um, all right. So, Giroux over under ninety points. This is from John. Let's fucking roll. Let's do over. Let's do the over for Claude Giroux. I think he's going to have a monster season. He already has. And let's, let's, we're leaning in. We're going all in on Claude Giroux. And that is how I'm going to end this, this post game. You guys have been fantastic as always. Franco is drunk and has asked me for something very specific, which I will do at this point let's go birds e-a-g-l-e-s eagles cheers guys hello i'm spencer hall from sb nation and i want to tell you about my new show it seems smart it seems smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another seem smart at the time those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain